Welcome back to Gal on the Go Unplugged. My guest today is Shannon Grissom, an award-winning artist, television producer and host, and creator of the Sock Monkey Oracle card deck. Hi, Shannon. Hi, thanks for having me on your show. Thank you so much for being on Unplugged today. Um, Let's get started with sharing your background with listeners. So you began your career in art in your 30s. What sparked your passion for that field at that time in your life? You know, I was working, uh, I've always had, when I had a day job, it was always fast paced, very stressful, um, intense customer service oriented type positions. And I thought, okay, I'm, I'm burning out. I need to do something to, to create, to, so anyway, I found this adult ed toll painting class and I took, you know, I took the class and I, I had painted a little bit in high school, but I really didn't have any formal education or anything. So anyway, I took this class and it was so much fun. And you know what? Nobody, I, I, I remember painting this apple and I looked at my apple and of course I'm comparing it in my head to everybody else's and it was terrible, but I didn't care. I loved it so much that I decided <laughs> I was going to be an artist. And that, that, you know, it was just, I was that excited about doing it. So that's how I started making this shift. And I would get up every morning. So I was taking art classes, uh, and this was before all this online stuff. I was taking as many art classes as I could. And I would get up at three in the morning and paint every day before work because after work, I had nothing left. I was too fried. I knew I wouldn't. So I, I learned way back then to put myself first because you know what? If I didn't paint first thing in the morning, the day always got in the way and I didn't get it done. So I, it took me about five years and I made the transition from uh, uh, being in a job that it really stressed me out to doing my art full-time as a living. I think that's so relatable to so many people and so courageous of you to like not care. You're like, it brings me joy. I'm going with it. I don't <laughs> care if I'm not the best in the class. It's something I love. And I have to give you mad respect for that. Um, that's really cool. Thank you. Uh, and you have inspired me for sure to contemplate pursuing my passions more seriously. Um, so thank you for that. You're welcome. So, okay. So you having painting and art, how did that help shape who you are today? Well, I think what I, an offshoot of, of creativity is that when I am doing creative work, I tune into myself. I get quiet. I, I don't usually listen to music. I usually uh, have too much going on in my head anyway. So I, I listen to music later in the day, but the first painting session, I don't. It's quiet. So it's, it's very med meditative and contemplative. And so how that shaped who I am today is that before that, I was just kind of barreling through life and not paying attention to things. And by doing creative work, I'm able to tune in and like, oh, maybe <laughs> you know, slow down enough to hear guidance. So it's it's shaped me in that I uh, that I do give myself time to to check in, and I've found 
that when I don't, it's not pretty. <laughs> hey, honest assessment. I like it. <laughs> That's how you learn about yourself. Yes. Yes. Well, you are obviously with all the multi-talent that you possess, you're a creative multipreneur. Do you find that your different roles feed off each other? And if yes, how so? Yes. You know, I, I have, I've been blessed with, with, uh, structure, discipline, a lot of left brain activity. So I'm a list maker. I've, you know, I I'm organized, but I'm also way out there with the creative side. So I think the, the, the creativity has come into my marketing. So it, it, it's come into the business side there. And then as far as the organizational stuff that, that, comes and is pulled into the creativity. Okay. I'm not just painting one thing at a time. I'm thinking in series, what's going to be a good series to work on. What do I really want to dive into? So they, they both help shore up each other. And I've also learned that some of the things that I'm not so good at, uh, to accept that and, and, and get help in, with doing some of those things. And and to just keep growing. Yeah. So it, they do. I, I would have to say they do definitely work with each other. Now, uh, this is putting you on the spot, but is there a series that you're working on now that you want to share a teaser about? Oh, you know what? I, okay. So many years ago, so I've painted a lot of sock monkeys, but I never made one. Oh, I tried to make one and it, it, it was, it was, it was poor little guy just didn't, he fell apart. So, so, so that was maybe 10, 15 years ago, but anyway, I was compelled to make one a couple months ago. So I made one. Oh, it was such a joyful, happy experience. Well, now what's happening is I am compelled to make other creatures out of socks. So I've made a rabbit and a dog and, and, uh, you know, so I've, and I'm, seeing that and so I started painting them and I'm seeing that all of these creatures that I'm creating are going to be children's books so it's in and I will do paintings that wrap you know wrap around those so I'm, I'm excited I never saw myself doing something in three-dimensional but I'm finding that as I do this I'm hearing their character stories and and so Gosh, I'm having fun. <laughs> That's so cool. I love it when things like organically come together and it's not like something you planned. Um, you know, it, it that seems to result in special things a lot of times. Yes, because, you know, I thought my next project was going to be another Oracle deck because I've been doing uh, channeling women and they're coming and I thought, OK, this is what I'm going to do. And I had that all planned out. And but I've learned over the years to go with the joy flow rather than what I think I need to do. I love that. Well, okay, because we, we have to backtrack a little bit here because I want to share with listeners about your Oracle deck. So okay. your latest publication um, is the Sock Monkey Oracle, and it's a super unique and fun product. Um, can you please share about it and what your inspiration was behind it? Sure. This, uh, about 20 years ago, my mom passed. And when we were cleaning out her things and my dad was moving, we I discovered this sock monkey um, in the trunk among all of her things. And I never had one growing up, but I just thought this thing was so sweet and it was 
tied to mom. And I thought, wow, this is great. So I, so uh, my sister said, yeah, he can come home with you. And I, I started a painting and oh my goodness, after, after one, I was just hooked. I I'm like, you know what, this is, this is fun. It helped me transmute my grief from losing my mom into something happy. So that was really cool. And at the time I always had an Oracle card deck in mind for this, but I didn't do it. It's one of those that was on my, me and my big ideas list that I never got to. Well, during the pandemic, I had two one woman shows completely, you know, I got them hung. Everything was ready to go. And then COVID hit and nobody could see my work. So they're locked up there. Nope. You know, nobody was seeing anything. And I thought, okay, this is a sign for me to do something different. Obviously what I thought was going to happen, it didn't. And I need to change directions. And what do I have on my list that, that I can work on that doesn't require being out in the public? You know, what can I do? And the first thing that came in my mind was, you know, it's time to, to, uh, finish the deck. And so I had all these paintings. I had over 50 paintings, but I hadn't written the guidebook and I hadn't done the graphic design. So I just hunkered down and got that done. And it was just, once I made that decision, it just flowed. And so that's how it was born. And then I, I uh, was thinking about who, who to pitch it to and beyond words, just what an amazing publisher they've been. So, and uh, it's been a great partnership with them. Well, that's cool. I love hearing stories of positive things that come out of COVID and, you know, people pivoting like you did and great things resulting from those pivots and those things that where you took a chance and, you know, you didn't um, necessarily start out on that certain path. That's really cool. Thank you. Can you explain to listeners and, um, you know, a lot of people are aware of tarot cards and then there's the Oracle cards. Um, can you please explain the difference between the two? Sure. Tarot cards are very structured. So they always have the same number of cards in the deck within a couple, but there, there's, there, there are strict rules with how a tarot deck needs to be structured. And they're a great tool. And then Oracle cards are not structured in any particular way, except for whoever's creating them. So they're usually theme-based. Sometimes they're fairies or angels, or and mine just happened to be sock monkeys. So it's wh whatever the creator comes up with is what the theme of the deck is. And for me, mine was on joy and self-care. Yeah. I love it. Now, did you anticipate originally for it to be a, a product for children and unexpectedly it resonated with, you know, ages across the board? You know, it, it was funny. The funny thing is, is it was actually the reverse. I thought of it as adults just using a lighthearted subject matter. And then I'm finding that it's resonating with children. So how cool is that? <laughs> That's very cool. Yeah. Okay. What are a from your deck, what are a few of your favorite affirmations and readings from the Sock Monkey Oracle? Uh, let's see. Let me take a look at this. I love, I think I'll have to start with love because what I've done with all the affirmations, typically with an affirmation, you say, I am that whatever the, the subject is and, and, and that's great. 
what I found is when I add the word love to every affirmation, it like turbocharges it. It really makes me buy in. So, so if you look at the card love, because the, the, there is one that's just focused on love, the affirmation for that is I love that I am infused with love and that I share it with others. Uh, so that's a good one. And then one of them is I love that I look for the good. So a traditional affirmation would say I look for the, uh, you know, I am looking for the good or that kind of thing. But when I say I love that I'm looking for the good, then I really buy into it. And then, then finally, the other one, which is something that, that I've had to work on from time to time is I love that I trust. So, um, so those are uh, my favorite, favorite well, affirmations. I love those. <laughs> and that's interesting by the use of a simple word that, you know, um, is it in part of our daily vernacular? It, it is so much more powerful the way you say it and how you use it in the beginning. Very fascinating. Thank you. Well, I work with affirmations on my own every morning and I found that I'd read them and I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I have to be honest about that. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, what I realized is that once I started adding the word love, it was like, oh, I'm there. I'm totally connected now. So I wanted to do that with all the affirmations in the book as well. That's cool. And it's funny and very um, appreciative that you are so honest about it. <laughs> Since you started your path with sock monkeys, you've developed a significant following. And I was wondering what story has someone shared with you that unexpectedly impacted you? Well, I would have to say that would be Nancy Corber. I know that she does. I knew that she did a lot of work with sock monkeys. People would take sock monkeys to her house and she would rehabilitate them. They would actually leave them on her doorstep like a, like a pet, you know, and, and she would rehabilitate <laughs> them, take them apart, clean them and restuff them. And, but, but then when I learned her story, it still touches me deeply. Her, her mother was high functioning Asperger's. So her mother had this high functioning form of autism and, and it was very difficult for her mother to relate to her and her siblings, but her mother made a sock monkey and through play with the sock monkey, they were able to connect with their mother in a way that they couldn't without the sock monkey. And that just really touched me deeply. I thought how wonderful that, that the sock monkey could, could make that connection it's, 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 um, I, I'm trying to think of it. It's kind of like when you have a radio frequency and you're just not dialing in and you can't connect, but, but the sock monkey was able to just hone in there and then bring them together. And that, I thought that was just incredibly beautiful. It still touches me to this day. Well, that's a, a great analogy actually. And, um, it, it's, it's really neat that, something that's a symbol of joy and that you meant it as joy, um, you know, was incorporated into how someone communicates. That's pretty deep. Yeah. Well, along those lines, that's the most impactful story. You've had um, a bunch of creative projects to date. And I was wondering which one of all those projects has taught you the greatest lesson and what was that lesson you learned? 
Well, let's see. I'm kind of embarrassed to say this, but I will I will spit it out. Um, no judgment. <laughs> uh, when I was, I had met a former model of Norman Rockwell's, the barefoot boy. And I thought, I thought how cool it would be to do a, a portrait of this man. And his, his story was just fascinating. And I loved hearing him talk. So, and I, and I, I am gifted with doing really good portraits. The portrait of him I did was not, and I was doing this for me, not to sell, not to, to, uh, not for him. I was just doing it because I thought it'd be cool. I thought, see, it was all thought-based. Thought it'd be <laughs> cool to paint somebody that Norman Rockwell painted. And what I realized when the whole thing was over and I ended up throwing out the painting was that when I choose projects on what I think will be good, as opposed to coming from a place of love, they don't work out as well, or they don't work out at all. So I learned that with my creative work, uh, not to do something because I think it's going to be good, do it because I'm truly in love with creating whatever it is. Oh, that's really cool. There's the love word again. Yeah, see, <laughs> it, it keeps, keeps weeping in. So that means it's just it's meant to be part of <laughs> a core part of what you do. Yeah, yeah. Well, many people, um, especially the past couple of years, they're yearning to rediscover joy in their lives, um, you know, almost like an aching for it. What brings you the most joy in your life and why? I would have to say it's, it is tapping into my creative work because, because by doing something creative, I'm able to easily it's easier for me to tap into the divine so i feel like a, a direct direct connection with god when i'm doing that and so that brings me joy and then help and that carries through in the rest of the day with my interaction with people and, and that kind of thing and so i would have to say and and whether it's you know writing painting gardening cooking whatever it is that feeds your soul I would say that's the best thing to tap into to to bring your joy. And it's something that doesn't always come naturally. There are days when I'm um, not feeling it and I got, you know, but I I I give it a shot. I give it my best effort. So even when you're not feeling it, give it a shot because it uh, it can it's kind of like exercise. Sometimes you don't feel like doing it, but you're glad you did when you're done. And I would have to say creativity is like that as well. Oh, very cool. Well, you answered my other question. <laughs> I was going to say, if, have you ever been felt blocked and, you know, oh, how do yeah. you overcome that feeling? I had a hard time uh, right before this broke open um, with doing the Oracle card deck. I did feel blocked. I was like, nothing I was doing was working. I, I really didn't feel like working on anything. But I'd show up and and I threw out a lot of work. It was just, you know, but I and so sometimes there is that gestation period where you just need to keep showing up and showing up and showing up before you can start birthing things. And so I just say, keep. Yeah, I do get blocked, but I make it a priority. Going for walks really helps. I do that every day. 
and appreciating whatever you have. And so anytime I start getting poopy about whatever situation it is, I stop and say, wait a minute, this is good right now. <laughs> good. And, you know, I take myself back and, and uh, re-examine my thoughts. Well, thank you for your honesty and, you know, um, the rawness of your shares. I really appreciate that. Thank you. Is there anything else that you would like to share with listeners today? If you, if you got an inkling, there's something you've been wanting to do. Go for it. Just go for it. (laughs) All right. Be bold. That's a gal on the go. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Well, to learn more about Shannon and buy a deck of sock monkey Oracle cards, go to her website at www.sockmonkeyoracle.com or to check out Shannon's inspirational videos and online creative workshops. And those inspirational videos, I have to say, are so much fun. I love those. Thank you. Go to her IG page at Shannon Grissom. Thank you for taking the time to unplug with me today, Shannon. Thank you. Rock on. <laughs>